Hello and welcome to The Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. In today's episode, we have Jennifer D'Souza, who is Human Resource Business Partner at Amazon. Welcome to the podcast, Jennifer. Thank you for coming and joining us today. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. And it's an honor to have you here, Jennifer. So before Thank we... you for having me here. In fact, it's a pleasure to be part of this podcast and I'm looking forward to have good discussions today. Definitely will. So before we start our discussion, let's get to know our guest a little better. So Jennifer, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your career journey till now? Sure. Um, I am originally from Mangalore but raised in Mumbai. uh pretty much a mumbai ka i find solace in doodling sketching painting anything which is related to art i am an avid traveler and i seek joy in small moments and definitely a child lover talking about my professional journey so i started my career as an hr professional working in companies like asian paints koti which is also known as vela india private limited and now currently with amazon in asian paints i had two stints i worked as an hr business partner for sales and marketing function and then moved to a specialist role of compensation and benefits i also handled a performance management system over there then i moved to koti uh, and koti is a french american mnc it's into beauty space i worked as an hr business partner there for multiple business segments focusing on talent management capability building and handled many change management programs and initiatives there post koti stint i joined amazon as an hr business partner where i partner with the operation business and take various people related strategic business decisions my current responsibilities here include uh, strategic workforce planning and transformation talent management organizational design cultural change initiatives which focuses on employee experience i also partner with coe teams for central programs and i have been actively working around diversity equity and inclusion space as well wow. one of the proudest accomplishments that i have uh, uh, done in this space is i have successfully introduced uh, transgender autism spectrum disorder individuals and adhd individuals uh, acid attack survivor individuals into the workforce additionally i am a devoted ally to the glamazon community which is also a community for lgbtqia plus in amazon and i actively conduct uh, awareness sessions on lgbtqia uh, plus topics wow i must say it's very fascinating to hear that you have involved in you know the inclusivity program or the lgbtq community so it's really great to know and of course as you mentioned about your journey it's undeniably inspiring so of course as someone and like as someone like who is navigated through diverse hr roles i can only imagine the wealth of experience you bring to the table so definitely we'll get a lot of content for our listeners sure yeah so speaking about the skills and experiences 
let's uh, delve into the skills that are pivotal for excelling in the HRBP role. So I just wanted to ask you, like, in your view, what are the key skills that an HR professional needs to succeed in this multifaceted role? Like, moreover, how have you cultivated and refined these skills throughout your career? Well, I have been grateful to have met uh, some incredible managers, mentors and uh, coaches in my professional life who have guided me and helped me navigate to become a better HR professional. And as an HR uh, BP, uh, there are certain skill sets that you require a mix of interpersonal analytical and strategic skills. Uh, in my experience, some of the skills that would be really important uh, for a person to excel at, in the HR BP role would be first is to understand business, understanding the organization goals, industry, the market trends, and align your HR strategies with the overall business objectives. Effectively communicate. Uh, this is a very crucial skill in building relationships, resolving conflicts, and conveying your information very clearly. Uh, Develop strong working relationships with your employees and stakeholders, which is very essential for understanding their needs and providing support to the business. Problem solving skills are also very important where you have to uh, analyze complex situations, identify root causes and uh, propose solutions which will help in resolving various HR issues that prevail. As HR business partners, you should also think strategically. Align your HR practices with long-term business goals and then anticipate what are the future needs. Uh, as HRBP, you also need to be a people advocate, which means that you have to utilize your knowledge, your skills, and promote people's interest for the organizational success. By doing this, you will definitely create an environment in which people choose to be motivated and are happy. Yeah, And uh, the last skill that I feel is very important would be leading with empathy, right? Okay. As HRBPs, we need to understand that our team's feelings are this, okay? Yeah. And then you react accordingly under high pressure situations. The reaction or the feeling that you give to your team, to your employees, to your stakeholders is that is what def would define leading with empathy. Also be mindful and do not get confused between sympathy and empathy. Both are uh, different concepts altogether. Um, I would also recommend uh, personally in, in terms of developing the skills, you need to find good mentors in your areas of work, right? You need to seek guidance from experienced HR professionals or mentors who can share their insights and offer offer advice to you. Apart from that, you need to also volunteer for projects that uh, would allow you to collaborate with other departments and help you develop that uh, strategic mindset. Read thoroughly, stay informed about the HR trends. Networking is very, very important. Yeah. Attend those industry events, conferences and connect with peers to get different perspectives and learn from others' experiences. Yeah. Uh, the last would be you need to actively seek feedback from your colleagues and managers, which will definitely help you uh, to improve your skills and performance. Definitely. As you rightly said, of course, you know, to succeed in HRBP role, I must say, first of all, you need to understand the business acumen and, you know, be updated with latest trends and technologies, which is nowadays very important for all of us, I must say, Correct. or not in HR domain, but in every domain, I must say it will be very important. So, yeah, you being as an HRBP for a while now, I must say, like, you must be involved in different HR projects. So, like, now 
will delve into the world of HR projects and I'm eager to know your insights uh, like when embarking on a new HR project or any other different projects, like what foundational steps do you consider crucial to ensure a seamless and successful launch of these projects? It would be great if you can share some of the steps for listeners. Sure. In fact, I have been part of various cultural transformation, change management and some transition programs. Uh, And with every projects or programs that I have handled, I have had my own learnings on where to start, where to stop and where to continue. But there is a defined framework that can be used to prioritize your HR projects that you take up. First would be to identify what is your problem statement and then define your clear objectives. Clearly outline the project goals, scope and the expected outcomes. At the same time, ensure that your stakeholders are also aligned to your project. Otherwise, you'll not be able to pull through your project. Second would be identify a project sponsor. This person could be a very senior leader in your organization who will guide you and give you a clear direction. And then look out for a team that will work with you on this project. Third step would be develop a detailed project plan that includes tasks, timelines, milestones, and what are the dependencies and what are the uh, support that you require from other teams. This will help you to create a roadmap for the project's progression. Identify risk and mitigation strategies, and then you allocate resources. Okay, yeah. that would include your budget, your technology, what are the tools you require, what are the other sub- support areas that you require. Then define a pro- communication strategy as well. You know, what are the tools that you need to communicate, develop a communication plan and outline how project updates will go and how will you share those communication with stakeholders. Engage the stakeholders. Whoever are the stakeholders, involve them in your decision making, involve them in project updates, ask them questions, seek feedback from them. And uh, that is how you will keep them engaged throughout the project. Apart from that, uh, you need to also define the matrix for the success of your project. You know, that would definitely be the smart goals are the smart matrix, which means yeah. it has to be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Right? Always do a pilot if feasible. Yeah. So, for example, when I was working in the DEI space, uh, I wanted to introduce a transgender cohort in the workforce. Yeah. I was not sure in terms of what would be uh, the learnings of this uh, particular uh, entire program that I was launching. So, what I did was I did a pilot. I tried to introduce this cohort in one particular building and. Um, actively seek feedback from the stakeholders around them you know if this is working well not working well where do i uh, you know change the route and where do i uh, basically put a stop and uh, pause reflect and then go back and implement it again this will give you a clear idea in terms of what are the potential issues and then you make improvements around it always document your uh, uh, document your learnings and your uh, you know improvement areas and the project updates right this will help uh, you know, uh, give you the outline of the project and then uh, you will have a clear picture in terms of what's happening. Uh, Of course, launch uh, and monitor the uh, program once the pilots are done in a full scale. Apart from that, you also need to collect the feedback from all the stakeholders post the launch. 
yeah. see what are the improvement areas again and where you need to focus uh, here i would also like to quote jeff bezos who once said that you know good intentions do not matter but mechanisms matter so when you collect feedback uh, and when you're looking out for improvements uh, put certain sustainable sustainable mechanisms in place which will help you deliver the project on time and it will help you deliver the project effectively yeah last stage would be to celebrate the success whoever has helped you in this in that project uh, thank them send yeah. out a thank you email send out the project uh, launch update send out those uh, you know improvement areas that you have worked on uh, this will clearly give a picture to the uh, stakeholders as well to the project team as well and to the leaders as well mm-hmm. i think if you do this definitely you you'll uh, have your hr projects being done effectively definitely i must say like you have explained it really very well uh, the points at the steps i think it will be definitely great insights for our listeners about the pilot testing and of course the most important thing is to get feedback because you know constructive feedback is something which is very important nowadays and you know everyone is not very acceptable in accepting these feedbacks so yeah these are the important points you have mentioned so yes you know uh, like uh, in the intro part you mentioned about the inclusivity thing that you were part of so that is you know rotating in my mind and i really want to ask you uh, on that particular topic so since you have talked about uh, this in the intro part so uh, i must say like these things are the paramount importance in today's workplace which is inclusive with dei so uh, creating an environment where every individual regardless of their background feels a sense of belonging is like no small feat definitely everyone will agree so uh, now let's turn our attention to fostering inclusivity culture within organization so how can companies create an environment that promotes a sense of belonging for all employees like irrespective of their background so what do you think uh, so this is one area where i have been actively working yeah. and uh, we need to understand that creating an inclusive work culture is not an overnight task it's an ongoing effort that requires genuine commitment and continuous improvement it is about making everyone feel valued heard and respected in the workplace right Definitely. and some of the actions that you can take as a step to create that inclusive work culture would be to ensure that your leadership is fully committed to diversity and inclusion initiatives they should lead by example they should communicate the importance of these values uh, provide diversity and inclusion training for all the employees in your organization to raise awareness challenge those preconceived notions and biases and promote the understanding of inclusivity then you implement inclusive recruitment strategies to attract a diverse pool right use blind resume screening and diverse interview panels for example uh, at amazon we we follow this uh, you know particular arrangement where uh, if i have to interview any anyone there has to be at least one female interviewer in the panel right yeah. this will definitely give you an unbiased feedback across the interview panels right you create the 
ERGs uh, for different underrepresented cohorts. By ERG, I mean employee resource groups. These groups provide a platform to employees to connect, share experiences, and offer insights. For example, Amazon also has a community called Glamazon Community. It's a community for LGBTQ uh, cohort. There is also a separate community uh, like. Uh, Uh, women in operations right so operations is one function and the women in operations are uh, definitely need a community where they uh, need to share experiences they need they feel the need to connect etc right? encourage open discussions about uh, diversity and inclusion create those psychologically safe spaces for employees to share their perspectives and concerns one of the example that i can give uh, is listening circle uh, as an activity that happens uh, in amazon what is listening circle it's nothing but having a space or having a platform created especially for the female uh, uh, women leaders uh, in in amazon where they come together they share their experiences feedbacks positive negative points and uh, the leaders listen to them and if there are any solutions that uh, collectively we can work on we work on those and come back to the listeners come back to the participants saying that hey we have done this you've raised this voice and we have uh, done this as a solution to that also establish mentorship and sponsorship programs to support the growth and development of underrepresented employees offer those inclusive benefits that cater to diverse workforce such as parental leave or accessible facilities and mental health support uh, example most of uh, the amazon facilities that uh, are available right now have uh, gender neutral washrooms right and that was a need of the r uh, apart from that uh, there are these employee assistance programs which are created and i'm sure most of the organizations have it where uh, uh, it focuses more on mental health providing counseling and uh, other support uh, in terms of uh, you know creating that space uh, for having mental health discussions and programs also acknowledge and celebrate various cultural events to create a sense of inclusion and belonging it could be like women's day pride month or autism awareness day uh, establish those anonymous feedback challenges like an ethics hotline number or email for employees to report instances uh, in case if there have been instances of discrimination or biases without the fear of retaliation aim for diversity in the leadership pros- uh, positions uh, to provide those role model and create more inclusive decision making process over there then you can also continuously assess the organization's diversity and inclusion efforts use those employee surveys focus group discussions and other matrix to gauge where are you create uh, you know communication channels and uh, uh, focus and emphasize on the on the zero tolerance policy which focuses on the discrimination harassment and bias and force consequences for any violations that you see yeah, yeah. these are certain steps that you can take uh, definitely to ensure that you have an diverse equitable and uh, you know uh, uh, exclusive environment where employees feel that they are uh, valued and heard definitely i must say like these are some great initiatives even every company is now focusing on you know adopting these initiatives so i must say like with your insights and with your steps uh, it will be very helpful for other organization and as well to adopt these skill initiatives so 
even i can say like it will it is nowadays very easy to do so because of this rapid changing environment and we have discussed about inclusivity dei about the skills and roles of hr but one important thing we have missed out is uh, digital transformation so lastly because uh, we are towards the end of our podcast so i just wanted to ask your advice in this fast rapid a digital transformation uh, where like maintaining learning agility is crucial everyone must agree so uh, like in the fast paced digital landscape uh, what approaches do you recommend for employees or for our listeners to develop and maintaining uh, maintain learning agility yeah uh, so in the times of change where there is uh, uh, you know the environment is changing uh, due to the digital changes and technological advancements employees are also required to be more agile than ever uh, yeah. adapting to new business strategies working across cultures dealing with temporary virtual teams and taking on new assignments all demand that employee should be flexible and agile but what is learning agility and how can one maintain this uh, so learning agility is a mindset that allows employees and leaders to continuously grow develop and utilize new strategies that will equip to solve complex problems they face in their organizations and also the research says there are broadly four learning enablers that help one create learning agile behavior which are innovating performing reflecting and risking Yeah. Okay, so uh, innovating in the innovating stage, a person is uh, you know constantly challenging the status quo and uh, challenging those assumptions, and the person always finds a unique way to do things. Right. Yeah. Uh, one thing that uh, you can do to ensure that you always innovate at work would be make brainstorming new ideas a habit. Always okay. challenge yourself to come up with new solutions. The second phase would be the performing stage, where a person will always perform and learn from the experiences when when the person is overcome with unfamiliar challenges. By doing this, learning agile people will pick up new skills more quickly and then perform better. Yeah. And again, a personal challenge that one can take uh, at this stage would be to find yourself when you're feeling stress. Yeah. Just pause. Don't act on it just stay calm uh, and do the first thing that comes to your head take a moment to consider what is really required at that stage okay then comes the reflecting stage where a person is always seeking feedback they always generate deeper insights into themselves uh, yeah. one thing that one uh, a person can do at the stage is to uh, find someone you can trust uh, in terms of giving that honest and open feedback challenge that person to do so yeah okay. then comes a risking phase where one is always exploring the unknown territory and is always comfortable to take the risk they take on work where success is not guaranteed they know that failure could be a possibility in that area but they would still go and risk it and do that work right uh, a personal challenge that one can again take up at this area would be to find something that is meaningful tell others what you're doing ask for their help and support it's not a bad thing to ask for support Right. So uh, I feel if all of these four enablers are there in a person, then definitely one can say that uh, you know uh, the person is learning agile um, and is always open to explore, develop, yeah. and uh, you know flexible. There. Yeah, yeah. I must say, like these are some great points brought up by you. I must agree. Like with improved learning agility, definitely you will be able to you know 
make the most out of experiences and as you build the habits that help you figure things out as you go you will improve how you navigate new and difficult situations and definitely you will increase your contribution to your organization so yeah thank you for sharing your expertise and insights with us today and it's an enlightening conversation i must say and this brings us to the end of our conversation so i'm sure there's a lot of take away from the content you have shared today so thank you for sharing this before of course before we leave can you tell our listeners where they can reach out to you you can reach out to me on linkedin uh, my id is uh, jennifer disoza if you search me there uh, you know you'll find me thank you for sharing this jennifer it was really lovely hosting you today thank you so much thank you for having me it was a great discussion that we had today